The movies are back, baby, and if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with five Ys. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? Hint the name of two months and they ain't close together those are just some of the topics we've discussed on recent episodes of movies baby every week on movies baby forever dog co-founders and lifelong movie fanatics brett and joe break down the hottest movie news review the latest releases shout out forgotten classics and prophesy the future of hollywood you can listen to movies baby wherever you get podcasts and you can watch movies baby live every thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five wives. Movies Baby! Forever! Dog! Okay, protect the pump. Protect the pump. Oh, Willem. Oh, it's gonna clump. Oh, it really is. Oh, oh my gosh. I told you you should have waited at least two hours after going to the med spa. Oh. Welcome back <laughs> for another, another steaming, steaming, piping, piping scalding serving, serving of hot, hot gas. gas. This is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives. Lies. Issues in politics, politics and take a deep, deep dive, dive into the DMs. Let's, Let's go ahead and get ourselves uh, deep uh, into some. Bitch, I have seen you all over my Netflix every time I turn it on. Every time it's like, I thought it was a bookstore with like circus. Yeah, what is going on? This Circus of Books documentary, you're obviously the biggest star in it. So they said, let's put her out in front. She don't even have to wear a wig for this one. Girl, I am deeply in that movie. And the thing is, it's so weird because we did it so long ago. We filmed it years ago. We, I did this this sit-down interview. And I, you never know what's going to become of these things. I didn't it's even like, recognize you. It's like, right. Yeah, well, I don't... I. Thank you, Dr. Zizmore. Um, but no, I was like, I, you never know what's going to come of it. And then, re- you know, recently it's been like, oh, it's actually happening. It's on Netflix and it, it looks really fucking good. I'm so excited to watch it. Me too. I love Circus of Books. I've definitely um, uh, frequented the establishment behind yeah. it in the alley. Uh, it's available on Netflix right now. You can go ahead and watch it. Um, and we're actually doing like a live watch along event. When? Um, we're doing it tomorrow, Saturday, um, Saturday, the fucking whatever date that is. Saturday the 25th. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Thank you. Um, so you can check my social media and there'll be more um, details about how to like, tune in i'm really excited for the premiere of rupaul's secret celebrity drag race i don't know why they have the word secret in the title because it wasn't and it's not (laughs) i'm sitting on a secret uh well i don't think it counts as a full season of drag race and i don't know we'll have to watch it to see if like we're gonna review and dissect and discuss every single episode 
That's what I wanted to do. Hey, I got to start the master class today. <laughs> Content. <laughs> well, uh, it comes on tonight at uh, um, on uh, fucking VH1. So get into I def- it. I definitely think we should talk about it. Just even if it's okay. just like a little like, oh, did you see Miss Home- Miss Miss Girl? Yeah, we can do like a check-in. Yeah, I, I have a... A check-in I, on the chickens. Mm-hmm, a chicken check. <laughs> uh, I also have a feeling I'm going to be tuning in this weekend to uh, the Digital Drag Fest, April 26th, for Ooh. Big Dipper's show. Bear, bear, bear. Yay. Sweet, that's Sunday, right? Sunday night, 6 p.m. on the West Coast, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. It, it'll, I mean... Very fun. How close are you going to get to the camera? Are you going to let them see the sweat? Yeah, well, whether I'm three inches from the camera or six feet away, they'll see the sweat. I can't, you can't strip though. You can't do anything, um, toward, untoward. You're not going to give them the shape? I'm not allowed to. Not even a little bit of your shape? You're allowed to wear revealing clothing though. No panty bra sets and bodysuits, apparently. My, my normal reveal is down to a thong. I can't be doing that. Oh, what about your little singlet too? Yeah, but it's got to cover nipples. I've been like going through a conundrum about this. Well, what hair are you wearing? <laughs> the, the one God gave me all over my body. <laughs> Ab- yeah, that's a three sixty lace. It'd be great if your ar- if your if your armpit hair was long enough that you could brush it out of your chest and swirl around your nipple. <laughs> we what- should make pat. We should make patterns. <laughs> yeah, I just did a circles. sound check. It, it feels weird to perform to no one in your living room. It's I love the name of strange. your. Sorry, I love the name of your show though. Big Dipper Live. I live inside your computer now. So good. Because where so else good. do we live? That's where we are. Honestly, yeah. It's really easy to get in and watch these shows. You just go to Stage It Digital Drag Fest. Just Google it, and it shows you like everyone who's in the lineup. Then you just scroll ahead and find Big Dipper, who's on uh, on Sunday at six. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, Me too. Up, do do what it, now? What else, What is going on with the verification? The ongoing verification Twitter drama. What's going on with this? What is this? So it seems like um, Evan Ross Katz has uh, told the world that Sherry Pie is verified on Twitter, but Jada oh. Essence Hall, Heidi Closet, Widow Von Du, Jackie Cox, and Dahlia Sin are not. Um, <laughs> I feel like he's definitely pointing out the obvious that Sherry Pie is white and has like a check mark next to her name. But I also I also kind of feel like the check marks come because your management probably did it and some of those girls might not have had managers to do it for them. Does yeah. that make sense? Because it only happened I, I, I've talked about this with multiple Drag Race girls when they were wondering where theirs was and I was like, listen, the only reason I got it and it's not because David couldn't get it. My my man, my manager at the time could not get it for me. I eventually got it because my publisher got it for me. Like, and yeah. they wanted it. It was nothing that I had to do with. It was all like a management representation thing. You have to know the right person. It's- yeah, it is sort of like a nebulous process. I, I remember it's, it happened uh on instagram i believe it happened around all stars 2 and I where think were you do you remember it, no <laughs> but it, it had something to do with yeah the people and the managers and uh-huh. the network and the this probably and the, that. sharknado i mean that's when you blew up really maybe i don't know 
what the process is, but the update is that now all of the season 12 queens have been officially verified, right? Nice. That that feels very correct at this point. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Um, we, also, we are still waiting for uh, Allison Mosey's <laughs> casting uh, Federation license to come in, but we hear there's a backlog. Now, is she allowed to be a, a cast? Is she allowed to be a casting agent and a casting manager at the same time? Is that oh, legal? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's only she's only accepting self tapes right now. But um, we're going to be doing a zoom, a zoom read through, but it's from the waist down. I'm not doing it. Nobody ever casts from tape. Um. Anyway, uh, if you if if she wants to bring me in, it's fine. Um. I'm quoting you. <laughs> um. Uh, uh, shut up. <laughs> I've been watching you. the I've been the watching Dragula the Dragula Girls and their fucking slick ass mouths. Uh, oh, what are you talking about? I I watched Madeline throw a fit on uh for her like extermination challenge, and it was so great. She's like oh. yelling at production. She's like Clint. Like yelling at Clint Catalyst. Fuck the it was big so picture, Clint. Great. It was so wonderful. I'm like, all these girls are mini me's just being hell to production. <laughs> hell. When you're so rotten to production that they have to keep it in the episode because it's pivotal to the entire so, Because it really shows your character. Story <laughs> that was so fierce. She has she has fucked the big picture Clint merchandise, I believe. Does she? <laughs> like it was God a good day her. for her. Oh my god! It was a great season, Landon. Yeah, Ugh. I mean, it's so much fun. We I recommend. live in SoCal, so I get to like see him more often than most. But like, yeah, just everything that he said, the way it was precise, and like, it's it felt like everything that he said was thought out like ten times before he said it, even though it just came out of his mouth with like effortless breeze. He's yeah. just she's he's just really smart and um a great performer and he has so many ideas and they're really well executed his bodysuits aren't boo-boo at all yeah like such drag excellence and like we worship totally uh before we go to break we have a little shout out from nikki uh and it says Hey friends, I hope you all are staying safe. I love listening to the podcast. I wanted to drop you a line and pass this along in case you weren't aware. I live in Pennsylvania and our Secretary of Health, Dr. Rachel Levine, is a trans woman. She is at the forefront of the COVID-19 battle in my state, appearing every day at the governor's side at news conferences, answering the public's questions. But sadly, Dr. Levine has been facing a lot of unnecessary scrutiny and ridicule every time she speaks. Because she is trans. I was hoping you could give her a shout out on the podcast because this woman is truly leading Pennsylvania through this crisis with grace. In place of a risque pick, I've included a link to an article about Dr. Levine. Sorry, I'm not sending nudes. Love, Nikki. Oh, work. Um, I'm looking up Dr. Rachel Levine right now. I'm going to follow her. Work. Uh... Yeah, Lola was mentioning that, that she was like, she was like, uh, I get to see a, a, you know, very visible, high level uh, official who is trans every day on TV. So, I mean, 
Um, we we. Uh, I was like, is she watching her audition tape again? We, <laughs> we support Dr. Levine and all the work she's doing. And you know what? If you don't have haters, then you're doing something wrong. So she's doing something right by being out there, being visible, being who she is, and fucking kicking ass. Which is really the whole point. Is she's there to like get us through this uh this crazy unprecedented crisis. And so that's you know that's the important thing. And she has hair just like me. I love her. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm following her on Twitter now, too. All right. Secretary well, Levine is her Twitter. Uh, so, wait. Um, She's verified. So we have <laughs> Tell a... Tell Evan Ross Katz that. There's a, <laughs> there's a uh, hit new music video, which just hit the streets. Oh, my God. This was, <laughs> this was the first video that I've ever set... A, uh, a alert for on YouTube for a premiere. <laughs> you got these girls doing uh, YouTube premieres? Uh, girl, I don't know. Girl, I was like, usually I like to be really just like hands off when I put stuff out. I like to just drop it. But this one, I was like, you know what? I'm putting out a teaser every single day on Instagram. I'm tweeting about it. I'm doing a fucking uh, YouTube. We're doing every, we're doing it all. I want people to be so annoyed by the fact that this video is coming. I want them to know five days ahead of time. And so we did. The music video for Leopard Print is out. It's on YouTube right now. And you can get the song on iTunes. And um, everything must be leopard print. Yes, and I believe you make a little uh, a little pop up in the. Uh, in I mean, the I wouldn't call it little because it is two fully different looks. Oh, so double feature, uh, science uh, dub- fiction, double feature. Uh, Michael Rainey was ill the day the earth stood still, but um, yes, I, I was very honored to be uh, selected for the final cut um, when Allison Mosi called me and told me. <laughs> Um, oh my god! I I was just thrilled, you know. And the video is great. I love that you got to utilize all your super fans because, girl, they're gonna worship the rest of their life. They're gonna be like, well, two minutes and forty eight seconds. I'm in Alaska's video. I know. I love it. Everyone really turned it out. And uh, why don't we listen to a little bit of the song while we go on break? So fun. Bye. Everything must be leopard print. Everything must be leopard print. Everything must be leopard print. Everything leopard print. If it's not leopard print, it's irrelevant. Everything must be leopard print. Everything must be leopard print. Leopard print. Everything. Those shoes. Leopard print. That blouse. Leopard print. That door. Leopard print. That house. Leopard print. Your hair. Leopard print. Your eyes. Leopard print. Those arms. Leopard print. These fries. Leopard print. Excuse me. Are you wearing cheetah print? Please leave immediately. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. You're literally getting them out of you by speaking them and figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. That's right. And I think, uh, and I've said this before, I think therapy is a very useful tool, whether you've been through something very traumatic or you're just trying to better yourself. 
Yeah, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to leave your house. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Yeah, all the therapists have licenses, so get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag Drag. today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag. This episode is brought to you by who I almost nodded off because this Helix mattress is so comfortable. Helix Sleep! The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I've had several many Helix mattresses for several many years now, and I love I them all. They're all my I've babies. I've read the men's room wall. We have the midnight dusk. We have the uh, we have the one for uh, heavy sleepers, and that's also oh, good. Oh, they're if, all good. If you have slumber parties, if uh, lots, of, I love a Helix party. Uh, and we are the Helix girls, and we have been for such a long time that we know what works best for us and our bodies. But if you don't know, you could take a Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They've got models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Also models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Ooh, plus enhanced cooling features to help you from overheating at night. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. So that's why they offer a 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress and a 10- to 15-year warranty. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Drag. Drag and use code Helix Partner Twenty. This is their best offer yet, and it's not gonna last long. It's so good, I'm gonna say it again. That's HelixSleep.com/drag and use code Helix Partner Twenty. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Every now and then. We get to have a very special guest on the podcast. Come pandemic, come apocalypse, come hail or high water, we still do manage to get the divas and dolls on the on the screen for you. This diva dipped into my DMs and I said, oh yes, we would love to promote because sometimes she is just so gorgeous that I have to DM her and say like, mama, beautiful. And she, she yeah. just is, and she's a wonderful light of a person. And uh, we are thrilled to welcome to our podcast, Valentina! Valentina! Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you guys. Looks like hell's gonna win that prize. <laughs> if there was one perfect, this one, this one's qualified. Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, my God. Um, Oh my God! Courtney, take your break. Try this latest from Mulan. Go on, try it on. <laughs> it's a dress for my best tell. It's, it's a, a gift, gift from me to Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited to sit down with you guys and chit chat. We're excited to talk about your no- telenovela, girl, because I watched that preview. It had everything I ever wanted from any Spanglish language television. Did it have a? 
(laughs) 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 No, but I saw you in the commercial. Yes, for making the teaser, girl. Oh my God, I'm so very excited. It's like a dream. Like It's everything that I've ever dreamt of since I was a little child. Oh, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. So what is the show called again? Help me. It's called La Casa de las Flores. It's called The House of Flowers. And it's a Netflix series. And it's I'm going to be on the third season. Cool. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. April 23rd on Netflix. How many um, countries is it in? That's like everywhere. everywhere. On Netflix, yeah. Word. Yeah. What's like? The- I watched the preview and I was like, my Spanish isn't super, like listening to Spanish I, it, I, it's not very good, but I could totally tell what was going on. It looks as though... There's a lot of storylines going on, but one of the storylines is someone is secretly a drag queen, possibly, or like dresses <gasps> oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that blonde throw and go wig. Blonde, That's what I'm guessing. That blonde throw and go. But it just depends because it, we're, I'm going to be on the third season. I don't know what season. You, did you see the preview for the season that I'm going to be in? Is that what we're talking about? Uh huh. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's like a lot of telenovelas, it's a lot of different storylines that all intertwine. Yeah. Um, but what's really good about the show, which which I love about it, is that it takes the camp of a telenovela, but it yeah. makes it very modern with like modern day subjects like bisexuality, uh, trans rights, drag queens, and all this like Mexican television that never featured these kinds of modern people that are just everyday people like and and mexico and latin america has evolved and in the television like they make things just very like like if it was still i love lucy you got what i mean so for for the show it's very very honest it's very funny and it's still very camp and still very melodramatic and over the top but with modern day topics and so i'm really excited because i'm a big fan of the first and the second season so if there's anybody that's watching that is going to try and just watch my i suggest getting through season one and two first because it's so good work Mm -hmm. i i i believe in the trailer you say um Es un cabaret, no es funeral. Yes! <laughs> es un cabaret, no un funeral. <laughs> yes! And I'm actually wearing this little boogie-woogie wig. I love that boogie-woogie, honey. Yes! yes a blunt like, bang. This, this is like, do you guys have that one little cheap wig that has just been with you your whole career? Yep. This is her. This is my, I call her my little boogie-woogie. And she has been <laughs> with me at every every important time in my drag career. And honestly, I use it a lot in the series because something about it told me like, like I could be like one of those 90s like telenovela actresses that would have like a little bang and a little bob and like a little wannabe Mugler suit, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, I, I like bang, thing with bangs for set because you never know how they're going to light you. And like no, if yeah. that forehead catches the light mm-hmm. wrong, well, me, not you, but the bangs are always <laughs> advisable. Yeah, and then it comes close on your face, so you know, like yeah. jaw contour. I feel like the more I start aging, I'm gonna start just like eventually just doing all bang wigs. Wait, what's that? When I start <laughs> aging, I'm just gonna start doing bang wigs. No, I don't think that happens. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, no, or no, no, I'm no, gonna no. start having to do Botox. Start, you fucking bitch. Start. Oh, I hate you. I'm, yeah, I want you, girl. <laughs> uh valentina yeah. 
I did um, something special with my makeup just for you today. Um, also because I felt like taking a nap instead of getting ready, but here is here it is. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're like you're like literally me at every meeting in Europe. <laughs> we met you in Denver, and you were like that. Me, we came to. Oh, well, we need to get you to sign a release for the AAA documentary too. Uh, we show you on stage performing really pretty. Oh my god! Yes, yes. of course. I need to get your email. Fuck, you that was the were last. So time. fucked up that night. We were gone, girl. Yes, we were I Ben Affleck. It. And you know when I when I, mean, I met you guys and you guys came up to me, I had no clue. Oh yeah, we knew it was funny because we were dressed in teddy bear costumes. And I was so freaked right? out. I was like, "Well, there's something for everyone. Like, people want to go out in a bit." You were totally nice. You you looked us right in our eyes, our oversized eyes. <laughs> Listen, I was a mute, just as mute. <laughs> As y'all, I was just like, these bitches are having a good old time. It must have been hot in there, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Courtney kept farting in hers, too. That was a problem. Yeah. But, like, weren't you guys turned? What if you were just screaming and then they recognized your guys' obvious voices that are very distinct? <laughs> Not no obvious. No one knew who we were. No one knew who we were. We went, to, we went to this club and we were wearing these giant teddy bear mascot heads. And no one knew who we were. And people were actually harassing us. Like, people kept, like, punching my head like people don't <laughs> like to that that is so fucked up and i i told they courtney do not to like stop doing that oh my god Damn. so valentina i know that you've been on drag race a couple of times mm-hmm. and we are a drag race podcast so i want to know are you watching season 12 of, of drag course race? i am you are? I oh, am. I'm so glad. I am. I, I mean, I, I really love the show. And this season has me hooked. It's just so entertaining. Same. And, you know, I, like being somebody that has done it multiple times, like you start to like strategize with them and like start thinking like who's building their storyline on their own and who uh, who has no clue that they're being filmed saying stupid shit that they're going to regret. <laughs> and then they blame them the right. edit. Like all that, like I'm such a big fan of like, like, if I could be a, a producer, I would. It, it would be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Who are you pulling for this season? There's, like, so many good archetypes of, like, you know, the, the pageant girl, the... Which one, which one do you sway for? Well, I have to be completely honest. Like, my favorite is Heidi in Closet, like, hands down. Yeah. But the person that I think deserves to win is Gigi because of her track record. Like, win. Yeah. Winner. Like, just give it to her what she won. Like, and, you know, but also, I think um, Jada is so magical. Magic. The essence. And she is. Just her, her poise and the way that she carries herself, the way she walks down the runway, the way that you can never catch her slipping. Um, and, you know, yeah. she's one of those ones that is, like, doing the pro- production of, like, Oh well, you know I'm not good at dancing, and then all of a sudden, like in the challenge, she's bombing Turns dancing. Out. Like it's like those girls that know how to build their storyline. I'm like, I got her. I like her because she yeah. knows what she's doing. And she's fierce. So is I that- feel like them to me are my favorites. But my my hands down, hands down is Heidi and Charlie. That bird is mad you took its feathers. <laughs> this one or the one outside because there's birds chirping. <laughs> I'm, looks- I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm a, like a little uh, Latina Snow White. <laughs> so um, you recently, you recently did work the world uh, 
uh, on Wow Presents Plus, right? Uh-huh. You're yes. featured on there. Mm-hmm. And I was hella depressed, girl. What do you mean? Oh, Did it I make was- you do a ballad? No, I was in a depression while I was on that tour. Oh. What? Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, I mean, everything. depression is an illness and it happens. But like, what was going on? I think I was just really, really lost. It was before All Stars. It was before Rent. And it was kind of like a moment where things were starting to fade down after having worked so, so hard that I was just in a place where I was lost. And I just felt like yeah. I needed another boost. Um, and then yeah. once All Stars and Rent came along, I was totally like, totally fine. But um, the, the work, the world tours are just so much fun. I think the first time I ever met met you with them was what the first one. Probably. I feel I feel like we worked in Spain we were together. In Montreal. Montreal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And weren't you yeah. there to Alaska? Girl, I don't I, I feel I, like you might have been there. No, we were triple A girls were there the next night, but I came I came in early because I wanted to see the show. It was Toronto. It was Toronto. Toronto? Oh yeah. you were there. Yeah, yeah. The uh, girl, like the first thing. The first time I did work the world, like I didn't have a number, like I didn't know how to be ready on time. I mean, I still don't know everything. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it was it was such a whirlwind of like being thrown in with all the greatest elite of drag race. And to me, like I'd grown up watching everyone. I just was like in shock and intimidated, and was just like I didn't know how to do anything yet. And so like I felt so like guilty being in that position and not really knowing how to really like at that point I didn't even know how to get on a microphone and post because I'd never done it but like here I was yeah. getting booked to go all around America pretending I know what to do on the microphone I had no clue and I was just like it is Saturday <laughs> just- how's everyone doing drink special like girl I, I had no clue girl but you know like little by little I just started acting crazy on stage and then they did but in the- I didn't those beginnings, it was like, oh my God, scary. But and then after, Work the World, once they gave me my little number, my little cha-cha number, my little fabric, and we would go city to city to city. Oh my God, it's the funnest thing to be on a tour bus with those crazy bitches. It's the funnest thing. I miss it. That's the one I saw with the cha-cha and the four dancers. I love that one. Uh-huh. That was so good. But that's a little telenovela fantasy, girl. Whenever, I don't know what to say um, on stage or like at a bar. I just pretend I'm detox and it works. Oh, really? You know, yeah. You know who I love on the mic? I love um, Mayhem. Oh, yeah. May May Queen of the Party. Oh, she's yeah. Inland, Inland Empire Sector Queen. Yeah. And then, I, I mean, I grew up going to Mickey's every Monday night, like watching Project Drag and Showgirls. And I, my biggest obsessions were Raven and Tammy Brown. Always. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Raven, oh, yes. Raven said this thing at a show I was at. I think she was talking to either... She was talking to Tony or somebody, but she's like, there's this app on the camera that makes, there's this app on a phone that makes you ugly. And she said, open your camera. And then she just stopped and it was so funny. And I was like, ah. Damn. <laughs> just, just, just Uh-oh. like, it was quick. And those that got it, got it. But those that didn't, she just pumped on and it was so good. She's so amazing. Okay, what are your guys' favorites for, the, for, for, for this season? I, w- I want to know. I'm pretty sure all your fans know our name, but I'm going uh, same as you, uh, Jada, Heidi, and uh, and Gigi. Gigi, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm there too. I mean, I also love Widow Von Du. Oh, I think Widow she's Von like du, turning it. 
she yeah. has such a she has such a like um unique point of view and like such a fucking good story and um and she's like she invented the this dance move. Yeah, this one. And and and, and, and her natural ability to just give really in the moment commentary that's not like I'm yeah. here in the workroom and I'm about to slay. You know, hers is just like yeah. blah, 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 blah. like hers is just so natural. Like you can tell when somebody is authentically living in the moment and you come when tell another girls like, for this exchange, we are gonna go and be fierce. Like you yeah. can tell. And she has that natural, just natural chatter and her commentary is hilarious always. But totally. The whole season. So um, right now it's an interesting time in the world and it's really like Valentina's season because everyone is wearing masks right now. Um, do you feel vindicated for inventing that or? I don't know. I, I feel really torn because like I'm like me malicious everywhere and Quarantina and the meme yeah. trying to pick the lipstick and it's either uh, OnlyFans or or something, or something else. <laughs> like, I don't even try, and the memes just keep going out there. For yeah. me, on a personal level, to be to be quite honest and real, like I have been affected by everything because I've known people personally. Um, one of like two of which have been pers- people that have tested positive. So I've been mm. on the phone, like you know, just being connected with them. And then I have a friend who's a scientist who's trying to create a vaccine for the cure um like he's just trying his working every single day to like study what the virus and and then i have other friends that are um they're nurses and they're just going to work every single day just exhausted exhausted so for me like i've actually taken it quite seriously and if people want to go and make the memes like i'm totally fine with it and i could be capitalizing on it but it just feels so awkward because i'm personally attracted by it by my inner circle of people that I don't really want to make it more of a joke than people are, are enjoying that it is. And I don't know. Yeah. I just didn't, didn't feel like capitalizing on that. I felt like being a little bit more sensitive. But the memes are there and I find them funny. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Can I see your rings and your nails? They're so pretty. Oh, <laughs> you know, just a little Santiago little. Work, bitch. That crisscross one. I love that. I, these are so nice. You guys, I have not worn press on nails in Cross dress the girl, like I was used to. Oh yeah, you you're you're a daywalker. You wear the nails, yeah. right? Yeah, every day, bro, every day, and like every two weeks, be getting my nails and everything. And yeah. so I've been without my nails and without a haircut for so long, and like I do not want to complain about it, but it's just really trying. It's trying to fit me. <laughs> I miss. Well, you look amazing. Okay. Have you been doing drag a lot in quarantine? Um, kind of. I mean, I did one of those. Um, Cameo? Drag drag shows, you know, from the living mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one did you do? Uh, the PG one. Oh, work. How did it go? Uh... Well, I think it went really well. Like, from the perspective of what the audience got, it was fine. But for <laughs> me, I was not feeling my fantasy with the sorry-ass little low volume level that I had to keep in order for the audio to be good. Hearing my heels clackety-clack in my damn living room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I worked my whole life to be performing in my motherfucking living room. This is not the fucking fantasy, bitch. So, yeah. you know, I could do it again, but 
you know, something about me felt really wrong about pretending that I was really high energy at 11 a.m. drinking champagne and clicky clacking in my living room. Click clack, make your heels That's clack. That's the sound of a slingback. Well, no, wait, 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 frick frack, frick frack. <laughs> I am sure the kids fucking enjoyed looking at you for 30 minutes because who wouldn't? And no matter what the sound level is. Uh, yeah, I melted completely because I was uh, just like quickly clacking around the whole living room. <laughs> I did gonna... dancer by Tina Turner. You did I what? Love I did Private Dancer by Tina Turner. Uh, all the money. Mm-hmm. your eyes on the wall. I also did Greedy. Ooh, bitch, you set that stage on fire when you did Greedy. Mm. Oh, bitch, that lip sync. Mm. Uh, Alaska and I did a version of Greedy, too, called Breed Me on tour. Breed me! Breed me! Oh, my, oh my oh God. God. Wait, Alaska, um, can we take the opportunity about how you made a song about me and how I didn't come out in the music video and I didn't text you back? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I made it part of the act. I mean, it's really kind of like the setup for that song. How, how did that make you feel? Well, I wasn't surprised because as much as drag queens are on their phone at all times, they somehow never return texts. So I didn't take it personally. Um, I just figured you were really busy, you know, it was your year. And so I just made a fan song about you. Yeah, I mean, I have to confess, I was I was really bad, in a really bad mental state at that time, and I couldn't handle even my everyday life. It was just too much. Yeah. So I'm really sorry about that. And, and Girl, it's fine. I just wasn't ready for anything. Like, I, I was not even able to, like, I felt like I didn't have time for anything, even myself. Yeah. And, you know, now that I look back on it, I really regret it because it's such an amazing song. And I really thank you for all the sweet things that you said, even the things that you did in Spanish. And everything that you said in there is like, like how it's relevant. He's not my president. Like, that's everything. So thank you so much. And there's a line in there that says, La, planet, la planeta es en mucho peligro. <laughs> Which, I mean, hello. It's still, it's still relevant to today. Like, it's amazing. Well, what if you ever want to do, if you, it means the planet, the planet is in danger. Oh. And it's if you ever want to hop on a remix, Val, you Let's got it. Let's do it. Just, Let's do it. just say the word. Yes. And then we'll do a remix video. Oh, girl. Uh-huh. Well, speaking of music, we are going to close out the segment with a little bit of All Eyes on Me, the hit song by Valentina. Do you want to tell us about a little bit about the song before we play? Oh, your hair in it? Your hair on that cover? Oh, oh thank you. Oh. That's Wix from Scratch. She knows what she's doing. And I think that's... Oh, G- Newhouse, right, Maurice? Yeah. Um, that's four wigs sewn together with like a custom belt and laden hairline in the front. Gorge. Mm. I live, I live. Um, yeah, mm. All Eyes on Me is now available on all music platforms. And it's the first song that I was able to like sit down and learn how to create melodies to a beat. Um, I worked with a friend of mine who's in um, Portugal, and his name is Ajir, and he was the producer of the music and helping me create melodies. And then my friend Ilka, who lives here in Los Angeles, she's a famous songwriter, and she helped me um, with learning how to, like, with those melodies, you then add the lyrics, and she taught me kind of how to start the song and what's the verse and the chorus. And so in it is my story and was my first experience that 
creating a song that is the the chorus is in English, but the the song is entirely in Spanish, and it's about a breakup where like I'm I'm being a dumb bitch and focusing about some dumb fool. Like forget about a bitch because all eyes are on you. And at the end of the day, this star has a lot of sparkle, and you need to go out there and shine. No one wants to be thinking about that thing because you got to worry about your career. So that's what the song is about. I hope everyone uploads it and works out to it. And when the time comes, I can be dancing that club at the Latino club, girl. That's right. Well, thank you for joining us, Valentina. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. And please tune in to La Casa de los Flores Season 3 on Netflix, April 23rd. You got it. We'll be there. Bye, girl. Bye. All eyes on me. All eyes on me now. All eyes on me. Like, na, 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 na. All eyes on me. All eyes on me now. All eyes on me. Like, na, na. Conquistaste con tu mira sensual y los besos que robaste. Nos perdemos en pasión, una magia inolvidable. El encanto se acabó y ahora tengo que enfocarme. Yo sin ti, con el corazón vacío, hay que seguir sin pensar en lo perdido. She's got four nails. I'm I'm putting uh, rubber bands on a watermelon right now to make it explode. I'm at 250. Oh my god! Yeah, is um, that a euphemism? No, honey. I was putting rubber bands, bands on, on a watermelon. A watermelon. Honey. That's when that's when you try to get a dick that's probably too pumped hard. <laughs> uh, try you trying to use one of those fucking directs, the the small ones. And I, I, I want I now. Don't get me a seedless watermelon. I like the seed. Uh, I know you do, gal. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh wow! Sorry. Is the mm. is the reverb on on my interface? <gasps> Monticello. Monticello. Let's get, get political. You know what I, I want to get political. Oh, work, yes. Salutations for for those notes. I love them. Greetings and salutations. Yeah, we're just gonna do a little mini let's get political because we did have a very special guest. But uh what is this about my body, my choice protesters? Yeah, a small population of radical Americans are protesting government buildings around the country and demanding places like salons and restaurants and retail stores be reopened immediately. And they're carrying guns and wearing masks with the mouth hole cut out. And um, it's clear that they don't care about science or their own lives or other people. Yeah, and I mean, 
using the parallel of my body, my choice, which is sort of, it comes from, you know, Abortion, a, women's right? reproductive rights. Yes. Uh, the comparison is not exactly there because um, getting an abortion doesn't give an abortion to your neighbor just by being close to you. So, or, or a person at the grocery store that you're, you know, touching the same fucking cart. It, so it's not a, it's not an apt comparison. And um, I understand that people are getting antsy and people are getting, you know, they, they are getting desperate and they want to, go back to work and they want things to go back to quote unquote normal. But the, the reality is like, if, if we don't stay the course, it's going to be even worse. And so we're going to have to even be in quarantine even longer. So it, it, it's not good. I, um, I was reading somewhere that someone said, you don't need a haircut. You want a haircut. And I'm T whip crack yeah we all like the things that this gentleman sent me yesterday to try to get me to come over to his place (laughs) i love your hair um were last night were the thing the the things he showed me like and i stayed at my house i am so proud of myself because good the things he said he was gonna do to me I wasn't even sure I'd be able to get home after. Oh my god. Um, but uh, like it's you. We just have to do it. We no have to do of, it. No amount of 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 yeah. We have to do it, and we're not just doing it for our own goods. We are doing it for the goods of uh of everybody in the world. Yeah, uh, we're doing it for the people who work in the hospitals. Uh, we're, we're doing it for the people who are sick in the hospital. So, uh, stay the course, stay home. Um, and, uh, you know, peace be with you. Yeah. And if you get bored or you, you're trying to leave the house or something, you can watch season four of drag race and then season five. And then, um, just like write into us questions because we love talking about ourselves and we will try to endlessly entertain you and we will bring you content each week and we will, um, we will make you laugh, but you have to stay home. Okay, everybody? Or on yes. your porch. Or if you're working, you have to work and be safe, please. Yes. Because we can't afford to lose the subs. Well, now, now that we've uh, dipped our toe in the lake known as uh, politics, why don't we really go deep, deep into Ooh, deep, deep. spelunking, unking, 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 deep inside the DMs. <laughs> the first one comes from Kevin. Uh, mm. Hey, beautiful ladies. I've got mm. a piece of intel for you. <gasps> intel? I am friends with someone who works at Jansport. <laughs> the company... <laughs> <laughs> the company that makes the backpacks and such itself. I casually mentioned Drag Race to her the other day, and she didn't know what it was. I was like, hold up. How do you not know that there was a drag queen named Jansport on it, Right. She had no idea. Wait, the company, I casually mentioned Drag Race to her the other day. Oh, okay, I got it. I'm I thought it was with a, someone who works at Jansport. Works there. I thought he was friends with, with Jansport. Like that was her name. But it wasn't Jansport the drag queen. She had no idea, but she owned the backpack company. That's what I mean. Like it was a family thing. 
Never mind. She immediately sent a note to her colleagues, and none of them knew either. Straight people, am I right? Anyway, they had a good laugh and seemed to enjoy it. No official word on whether it was the company itself or World of Wonder that made her drop her last name. Love you, ladies. Sorry for the lack of explicit nudity. Sending this from my work computer while quarantined with it at home. Don't need my IT guy seeing any of that. Love, Kevin. Well, thank you, Kevin. I mean, thank I, you, Kevin. I'm sure that, you know, the network or World of Wonder were probably just like preemptively like, let's not have someone named explicitly after a company, you know? Yeah, especially right? um, a, a ready-to-wear item, not something luxury. Uh, well, I mean, we've had Chanel, but her name was spelled differently. Have we had other people who are named after... I feel like after we're playing guess guess rue. It's like, is she named after named, a luxury brand? <laughs> uh, Chanel, Acuria, Mercedes, Diamond. Um, yeah, those those are good guess rue questions, by the way. Yeah. Well, Acuria's middle initial C. Chanel. And yes. she went by C on the show. Oh, yeah. you're right. I think they try to avoid it, and rightfully so, because it's easier to preemptively avoid it rather than like trying to fix it later. Right. Yeah. It's Try, trying to re-edit an entire season to, you know, not include something that was originally completely included in it is very difficult. We know how that goes. <laughs> the next message is from Will. Dear Alaska Thunder Tracia, Willem Beltina, and Big Dripperina. First and foremost, I'm obsessed with the pod and with all of you. I'm writing in because I'm an out-of-work bartender server due to that bitch Corontra, and I have temporarily moved back in with my parents to save money. I have not lived with my parents in years, and this has been a really tough time for me considering the fact that my parents are Trump-loving, Bible-beating, ultra-conservative Southern Baptists. I normally can look past this since most of our time together is over the phone. However, living in this home and having to listen to the background drivel of Fox News and to their horrifying opinions has become a nightmare. I've been consistently serving them nooch on a platter in an attempt to not have arguments, but I'm about to lose my shit. Any advice on how to handle this situation? I am also attaching my drick. Love you dolls. Love Will. P.S. I called into Suck Less with Willem when Alaska was the guest, and I came off like an asshole. I'm the guy from Florida with the pretty white cat. I just want to say that I was produced and bamboozled. My original question was a lot different from, and the producers <laughs> changed it. That's all. And oh, here's the picture. Wow. It seems no to be a, tan lines. Right. It seems to be from Snapchat. Um, the member is turgid. The member is turgid. It, he's driving in his car, and the the caption says he won't go down today uh, because he's obviously not talking about me. Because a- <laughs> I would have been, I would have been face down, ass up. That's the way we like to take the Florida Turnpike. Kevin is driving uh, in gym shorts and has pulled the gym shorts up because he's just dealing with this turgid member that just will not calm itself down. Slip the gym shorts off to the side. Also, mm-hmm. he's cut out his face, but his very distinctive arm tattoo is highly visible. <laughs> so, uh, And would you call this a coral or a salmon uh, blouse? That's salmon. That's salmon. Um, Wait, I... let me look without my glasses. I'll put him back on. 
You look like Louisiana Purchase from far away right now. <laughs> Never mind. It's Bunny. Clearly Bunny. Um, I'd say my best advice for this is um, try to try to find the silver lining and uh, gratitude, not attitude. I mean, they gave you life. You're in their house. Uh, put your earphones in, and if they ask why you're why you're walking around with earphones in, just say. Um, you don't really feel like you have much in common with them and just be honest be like it upsets me this is why and i'm appreciative of this space that you're giving me but like this is why i'm hurt and disappointed yeah i mean honestly it you know it's not gonna last forever this shall pass use this time to just like willem said uh hang out by yourself get respite from podcasts such as these and, now, I'm pretty um, sure I tried to suck him, too, when I went to Florida at one point. Oh, really? But this was like three years ago. Oh. Damn. I want to see the receipts. Well. Me, too. Anyway, hang in there, Will. And I'm sorry that full screen bamboozled you with their edit. <laughs> Let me tell you a little about, about full screen, darling. Honey, I don't want it on full screen. I want it down in the corner, picture in picture, honey. I do not want it full screen. <laughs> I don't want full screen. I want thumbnail. That's going to be my next MCN. Honey, thumbnail. Honey, my my hands are all thumbs, honey. Okay, <laughs> can I get a bitch? Bag? I had on all. I had all all pinkies today. That's all I had left. And then. <laughs> Can you see this one? That one has blood on it. You see that one? Can oh. I get a bag of nails? All thumbs. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, I need two pinkies and 15 thumbs. Oh, you're doing your feet today? Uh-huh. I need um, 10 big toe uh, nails for my hands. I need a big toe. Okay, <laughs> here we go. This is from Tyler. From Tyler. He says, hello, dolls. I hope you're doing extraordinary during Miss Rona's reign. I wanted to write in to tell you some tea that I have about Heidi and Closet's full drag name. The N stands for Nina. Heidi, Nina, Closet, say it fast. Makes so much sense, right? Thought you would enjoy a break from the fracking for a little fun fact Heidi Nina closet what does that Heidi Nina closet hiding in a closet oh Heidi Nina closet oh that's funny why is it Heidi in closet they probably made her shorten it or something Nina West at what point did it become RuPaul's change your name race (laughs) it's uh season three no season four point (laughs) they made they made Fifi do it and then not only they did they make her Fifi change her name, I thought she did that. No, uh-uh. They they specifically asked if there were anything else she goes by, any nicknames, and she said, uh, yeah, uh, I think Dita had called her Fifi or some someone called her Fifi. And that's what she wow, told them. Wow, Diva. Because she was Phoenix prior to that? Yeah. Yes. Prison, honey. Well, thank you, Tyler, for the tea. And Heidi Nina Closet is so funny. And uh, I think it rolls off the tongue better. I mean, RuPaul's critique about the the letter N not rolling off the tongue, I agree with. But Heidi Nina Closet, honey, I I love that evolution. That's a Pokemon evolution. And Tyler sent us um, his boudoir photos. Uh Uh-huh. But I think they're in a bathroom. It's a spacious bathroom. I like the light fixture. Yes. Um, 
She's yeah, holding a, a white sheet. It's sort of like when they did the nude um, photo photo shoot challenge um, uh-huh. on season three. Just don't three. reveal too much. Just a little. Just enough to show them. Right. He's holding a white sheet. Very toga party. Very moment. And then like a full on ass pick. Round, voluptuous. Uh, Supple. Curvaceous. Shaft and chapel. Shaft and chapel. Very beautiful. Deep salute, Tyler. We thank you <laughs> so much. The next message is from C. Uh, okay. Hello, Willem, Alaska, and Dipper. I live in Chicago where it fucking snowed today. <laughs> so much for spring. Anyways, as someone who frequents Grinder because he is bored as fuck, I have noticed that quite a lot of people are still sexually active in these trying times. Yesterday, I did a little experiment to see how many people had language or emojis in their pri- profile that suggested they were looking, and I was disappointed by the results. In the morning, 18 out of the 105 profiles I could see had the language that suggests that they were still sexually active. And in the afternoon, it increased to 24 out of 105. There was even a straight guy looking. I'm glad they know about Grindr. In other figures, 70% of the people in the morning and 23% in the afternoon were potentially looking. As someone who is an advocate for safe sex, I have been wanting to engage these people who tap or message me to try and explain why what they are doing is unsafe. But the culture on Grindr is more about ignoring someone rather than replying to them to tell them you are not interested. Do you think it is appropriate in these times to respond with some education about how risky their behavior is? If you think I should engage, do you think it is appropriate to compare this to the push for safe sex during the AIDS epidemic? Let me know. Attached are multiple pics of my wiener. I made sure to include the balls because Willem likes to talk about them so much. They are tiny little things, but hey, they are still balls. Love, C. Okay. Um. I haven't changed the language in my grinder since I made it probably. So like what, and I, I think that most people's headings are going to stay the same no matter what. Um, so if he was just looking at like what, what they said or the emoji, is he saying a hundred and four, 105 profiles contacted him? No. Oh no, he could see 105. Yeah. And it, he he went looking and he tried to decipher whether people were still, uh, open to meeting up by what their profile said. He didn't talk to 105 people. So it could be that they just haven't updated their profiles. But I don't know. See, I think that you should, if the, if people contact you and are like, hey, come over, I think you should let them know. You should Julia Sugarbaker and let them know that what, what their behavior is not just endangering themselves, but a lot of different people. And you should change the language in your profile to say that as well, so that people who are scrolling and looking know that like yes we're using this as sort of like an entertainment and seeing who's around but we're not using it for the intended purpose of like getting face to face and swapping body fluids with somebody but also when he says but the culture on grinder is more about ignoring someone rather than replying to tell them you're not interested mm-hmm. like culture is what you make it like if you don't want to do that don't do that but like just i don't i'm i'm appreciative of the penis but like if you're asking us if you should educate people, you're asking one of the right people. But we're just drag queens. I say yes. Educate, educate, educate. And don't BT fucking d- hook up. BT dubs, the dick is at least 
seven around because it's at least three and a half across and one of the ugliest bath mats i've seen but one of the nicest penis i've seen you could easily crop out that bath mat it's not overlapping anything you could just change the crop of the photo and take out the brown shattered bath mat oh hideous this is so funny because i was gonna crop it out and then i said no nah, let me leave that in for them <laughs> big dipper context is now, it's context is producing all of us wow he's Thumbnail. playing us like a harp from hell <laughs> <laughs> this next question comes from wesley he says hello will i am not the one alaska i did steal the golden throne 5000 and when you dip i dip we dipper Longtime listener first time caller deep friend of the pod I've noticed during the past few seasons of Drag Race, especially season 12, upon elimination, most girls return to the workroom fully de-dragged and find heartfelt letters left by their fellow queens. I was wondering the timeline of events once the fallen queen walks off the runway, where they go, where the other girls de-drag, etc. It seems like they take measures to keep the eliminated contestants separate from the remaining cast once they're off the runway, and I was curious about that process. Much love from Seattle. This podcast have been has long since been a fun, uplifting part of my weekend. I listen to every episode at least twice. The Alessandra Torosani episode at least ten times. Have her back on, please. And here's my dick for your enjoyment and just one of my ass for fun, you know. Keep up the good work. Love, Wesley. Oh, wow, Wesley. You are a specimen. Uh-huh. The body from the back with the tattoos and the graphic linear things, and then all of the penis, all of it. There's a lot there. The foreskin, five skin. I'm counting ten toes. I'm happy. The ten Cute dancing toes of Wesley. Um, my experience on season four was the eliminated queen. Uh, went back into the workroom. Did whatever she needed to do, touched up, do whatever to go do her final exit interview. And then the girls were allowed back in the workroom because they put us in untucked or something after um, the girl got eliminated and they wanted like to get her out of the room and into interview really quick because she was going to be the first one done of the night type of thing. Yeah, that's I I recall on All Stars, I think. After they've eliminated someone and after you leave the stage, um, you're sequestered for a little bit. Like, you don't go back to the workroom immediately because... uh, You wake up in a dumpster on fire with Chanel Perillo. Well, so they go back, they write the message. I mean, this is all... I don't fucking... I I don't remember very clearly, but they write the message. You've never been eliminated, cunt. Then they go get out of... (laughs) drag i understand why you don't know and it's hazy to you you don't know literally (laughs) no but i know that there's a period after the episode ends where you sit and you like don't talk like you have to just like hang out for a little bit and i don't yeah I, i don't believe that's when you eat dinner i think you literally just are sequestered there while they finish up um shooting stuff in the room um and then I don't know when they write the notes. I I, I don't know. But, I'd like Wesley to shoot me in the room. Wow. Okay. Well, Fuck. thank you, Wesley, for that question. I'm glad we could give you literally no answer whatsoever. The next- <laughs> and if you need any more um, guidance on that question, uh, you can reach me. Just fuck me when you can. <laughs> you can fuck me on the internet. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> We've got distance and baggage between us. 
Always something to get over. <laughs> but I wish you would just shut the shut fuck, the fuck, up, fuck and up and fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Deep friend of the pod. Check out Wendy Ho if you haven't already. You've probably heard her in a drag show. Like a gay, a gay man. <laughs> I don't care how you fuck me. Just fuck me if you care. <laughs> We love you, Wendy. Oh, friend of the podcast. We love you. One, one last message before we go. This is from Declan. Hello to the holy trinity, holy trinity of the divine race chasing <laughs> empire. I was wondering if you're sharing the same confusion as me regarding season 12 guest judges. This season started with Nicki Minaj, who only half the queens got to experience. And with all due respect to Robin, the second premiere was lackluster in comparison and cemented an uneven pattern. Singer Normani was the guest judge for the acting challenge instead of someone like Olivia Munn, who's an actor. Actress, but but was there for the improv episode instead of someone else like Leslie Jones, who was there for the ball, as opposed to a fashion model like Winnie Harlow, who was there for the rusical, also judged by AOC, who is an obvious choice for the upcoming political challenge, as with every season during an election year. And this upcoming episode's guest judge is musical aficionado Rachel Bloom, who won a Golden Globe for the musical TV show she created and starred in for four seasons. WTF is this messy booking mama. This is garbage. (laughs) Also, could Shaka Khan be more uninterested? What are your thoughts? Were guest judges booked with disregard to the episode theme? Were the themes changed around, which would explain this blatant mismatching pattern? Too many Instances of judges with specific expertise, but appearing on an episode late or early, showing my gratitude for your knowledgeable journalism with the unclosed pick of me during my favorite quarantine pastime hobby. Kisses, Declan from Austin, Texas. Baby, this dick is like a snake rising out of a basket. It's serpentine. It's thick. It's a full S. It is a full S. Yeah. I might start fucking white guys again. Between Wesley and Declan? Ugh. It's not um, like a curve. It just has like attitude. It's just like It's like an elephant like trunk, a, how it goes up before it goes down, even though he's on his back. It's you just know? sort of like snap it's like giving a like it's Flare. like sort of like snapping. She's like, Yes. Just, One of them snappy dicks. She's just sort of like serving. The dick is um, serving. So as you read that, I took the liberty of counting the insults to our favorite television program, which he hurled out. There were at least um, seven specific insults out of the 11 I counted. Four of more were general, just like, this is messy booking, garbage, uninterested. So I applaud you on slipping your, um, slipping, slipping how you feel into the question. Um, but I also kind of agree with you. The bookings, if they were all shifted just by one, would feel like they made more sense. Yeah. But uh, maybe maybe there was a problem. You know, and I hadn't, until reading it sort of laid out that way, it really, I didn't catch that, but it really is kind of uncanny that, like... You think Theron just got the weeks wrong and everybody got bumped one? Maybe, or maybe they decided to do the two... Um, I bet Sherry did it. Sherry or Mimi. I don't know. Maybe they decided to do the two episode, you know, uh, premiere later. Maybe they got Robin or they got Nikki at the last minute. And so they were like, 
Oh, but we already have a huge major no, star. They do, so... they do it every six seasons. Okay. Or every seven, right? Wait, when was the first one they did like that? Six? Uh, Yeah, they did it on six. Yeah. Six, 12, and then they'll do it in season 18 when Lola's on. I can't speak to why it is that way. I mean, maybe AOC was like, I'd rather do something not political. She's like, I, I have this big fracking see. thing that's coming up, and I... um. I don't know if I should talk about that here. Let's just have me on the musical one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's I guess it's something for conjecture and something maybe we can uh find out about. I I don't know. Uh but uh the quote mama this is garbage. That's from Untucked on season 5. That's Alyssa Edwards talking to Jay Jolie. Mama correct? this is garbage. But I Alyssa also admitted to me that the hair that she claimed was $400 human hair was definitely not human and definitely not $400. Yeah, She definitely girl. admitted that to me. Lies. Gorgeous. Gorgeous hair, though. Lies the Minnelli. Lorna, too. Lorna, <laughs> Lorna left and lies the Minnelli. Lorna lied about Liza. <laughs> Declan, this dick, by the way, um, you're obscuring the balls with your hands, so I'm going to need you to send another picture. <laughs> Thank you so much. And remember, anybody can email their questions or yeah. quandaries to racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to Hot, Hot You can send us your questions uh, to that place that Willem just told you, racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, good questions and nudity are going to get priority usually. We have bonus bath video mats. content available. Brown bath, bath mats to get priority. Brown bath mats. Uh, we have bonus video. But imagine the matching toilet seat cozy that went around the base of the toilet. You know, the curved one. It's uh-huh. like that was going to be brown too. Prob- Goodbye. A whole anyway, our bonus, our bonus video content is available at patreon.com slash Willem. Uh-huh. And you can sign up to be a patron and support us and watch us do all kinds of crazy fun stuff uh, by searching the hashtag race chaser. And you can watch the videos a la carte. Yeah, it's really fun. Check it out. We're baking cakes and stuff. Follow us on Instagram at Willem at the only Alaska 5000 and at race chaser pod. And we will return next week with more piping, piping, steaming, steaming, Boiling oh, hot gas. <laughs> oh, she got out again. Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises. This goss is hot. hot. 